Hello and welcome to Starside Chat. We're doing a special anthem edition this week. And we'll have a video version of this just to put up uh, some gameplay and everything. Uh, joining me to discuss Anthem is Aaron Capo. Hello. So what's your experience with the beta or demo? The beta, you were kind enough. You're part of the elite EA players uh, squad. What is it? <laughs> I mean, you nailed it. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the what Origin Access Premiere. Um, and you were kind enough to give me a beta key, which was platform agnostic, as they say. So even though you're playing it on PC, I just got a code and I could play it on anything. So I plugged it into my PS4 and uh, loaded it up. And I walked around the hub area for quite some time. And I ran into a bartender who was voiced by Jack McBrayer. And I thought that's who that was. Yeah, he was an actor, I guess. He was having trouble. I don't remember. No, uh, well, was he? I, I don't remember. He was having a hard time because uh, I think like a lady was hitting on him, but the lady was married. But anyway, then I got into my javelin and I was very confused about how to properly launch the mission. Yeah, I had that problem too. <laughs> and then I launched the mission and then it loaded for 30 minutes and then dumped me into what I assume was the final boss encounter of the mission. And then I was just like lagging all around and then I just quit and then the next day the beta ended. So that is my experiment experience with Anthem. You waited like 30 minutes and it actually did load the thing? Yeah, it was crazy. Well, so I waited like 30 minutes and I was like, this is not happening. So I, I logged out, I closed the program or like closed the software, logged back in and it said like, you are part of an expedition. Do you want to rejoin that expedition? Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was like, sure. And I clicked it and then it like another 10 minutes went by and then it loaded into this like final realm and I just kept getting destroyed and like glitching through walls and then I quit. Well, yeah, I, as I understand it, the beta was definitely, I keep calling it a beta. It's a demo, like demo and beta, it gets used pretty interchangeably these days. And for a lot of people, it seems like this probably should have been called a beta and not a demo. But at the same time, uh, the version of this game that, we got to play for the VIP demo and that will be available again next weekend for the free open demo is not exactly like what we're going to play on day one when it gets launched because it's like, I don't know how far in advance you have to send this stuff to like Microsoft and Sony to get it certified. Yeah. But like it's weeks behind on like bug updates and like really? other fixes. And they even said like the the balance of like weapons and powers and stuff is not up to like where they are right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, bear that in mind as you recall your struggles to actually play the game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it it was real rough for console players in particular. I think Xbox players uh, had it the worst, where a lot of them couldn't even get past like the main screen or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and the, the most common bug was the ninety five percent loading glitch, where you would try to load something and it would look like it was almost done and it would take a really long time to get there, which actually was how you knew you were going to get the 95% load bug because if you were actually loading in, it wouldn't take that long. So uh, that was an interesting thing. I can't believe you just like waited long enough and it eventually went through, but... The benefit of having a, a Switch, man, you could just pull your Switch off the dock and I was just like playing some Mario Odyssey while I was waiting. 
Interesting. Well, uh, yeah, once I was able to get through some of that stuff, well, also, like, right in the middle of all of this, like, nonsense, this fiasco, um, Origin went down, the EA's client on PC. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, I was watching Twitch streamers as well because I was trying to get in and Twitch streamers were trying to play and... At one point, Origin went down because everybody was trying to, like, sign out of Origin and sign back in again to see if that would help. <laughs> and so they'd yeah. sign out, and then they couldn't get signed back in again. It was it was real rough uh, for everyone. But So you did not get to play really much at all, if anything. Not really, no. I'm relying on you to tell me all about it. Well, so once people did get in... Uh, the general consensus was that it was a lot of fun and I had a lot of fun and uh, it was a lot of fun to just like that moment when you first like start flying. Mm -hmm. That's like a pretty big moment. Plus like the game is like the environments are very, very pretty as well, especially on PC. Yeah, it's gorgeous. You're showing me some footage right now and it's like absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So I put up uh, gameplay of all four javelins because on Sunday with like five hours left go to go before the um, like beta closed or whatever they uh, unlocked all the javelins so that you could uh, if anybody had participated in the VIP demo they get access to all of them I don't think that'll carry over to the people who are going to take part in the open demo next week mm -hmm. but um so, yeah, I got to try them all out. And uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I immediately want to play more of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Destiny where at the start you have to pick a certain class, right? You're not locked into one javelin decision, right? So the way it starts is you're given a uh, ranger javelin to start with and in the this, this is in the the demo but also in the main story your unlocks for more javelins are level two level eight i think 16 and 28 or something like that mm -hmm. uh i those numbers might not be right but uh <laughs> basically you start out with a ranger and then that's like a temporary thing and then eventually mm -hmm. you're like okay now you get to pick a javelin of your own which which one do you want to use so you get to pick the one that gets to be your first basically so like my understanding is that the the first javelin that you get to in the actual story will it's sort of like an intro cutscene that gets you right. to level two and then you like walk away with your first javelin basically but then mission to mission you can swap out javelins or in mission can you do it not during like once you've left and th this is another thing that kind of uh bothers me a little bit is that like it's not a huge issue but you can definitely like leave fort tarsus with a less than ideal loadout and and <laughs> unless you like leave and head back to fort tarsus to switch up your equipment there's no way to do that just like on the fly so like i i definitely loaded into a mission with like a sniper rifle and a shotgun loadout one time and like some uh javelin abilities that i didn't particularly like and i got into it and i was like oh this is a real bad combo and because so, i was like always out of ammo is so you are looting. This is a looter shooter. Am yes. I correct in saying that? Yes. But do you have an inventory like Destiny where you can go into the field with multiple weapons that you can pull out or you're no, locked into so those two weapons? 
No. So, yeah, when you leave, I guess it's more realistic. Like when you leave, you have just what you take with you. Yeah. That makes um, sense. But when you're back at Fort Tarsus, you have this uh, it's kind of I forget what they call it. It's uh, the forge, I think is what they call it. And you have your javelin and basically you can equip anything that you have unlocked or grabbed up to that point and you can craft new stuff as well so like as you use stuff you will like sort of unlock blueprints for them so you can craft sort of like higher tiers of them and once i figured out how to do that uh the devastator sniper rifle that i have i'll probably have some gameplay of that is super powerful because it like fires this explosive shot I just like crafted one of those for uh, each of my javelins basically so that I would not have to swap them out. And it was just my secondary weapon on everything. Interesting. So you can duplicate weapons? Yeah. I mean, you could make or find as many of them as you want. It's kind of like Destiny where when you get a weapon, you don't like just have one of them. You can potentially get many of them. And so you're sort of dismantling them, the ones you don't want. You get sort of components and stuff like that that you can use to craft other things. So wait, let me ask you this. Are there random roles? There are. I'm glad you asked me that because this is where it gets very interesting because as you can see here in the forge, if I go into customize, this is my storm javelin. My storm's blast seals, uh, that's just like one of my... Uh, javelin attacks you have these uh they are they're each different tiers of rarity so yeah green is uncommon and blue is rare and that's the highest you can get in the demo but you can see down here it has different perks down at the bottom uh, of each card basically and wait so are these, these are abilities yeah well these are abilities but uh, you basically have this on everything so when i go in to look at uh the like focus seal all of them they also have little perks attached to them and when you go into the weapon so like my devastator uh sniper rifle it also has little perks so like plus five percent javelin sniper rifle ammo mm -hmm. and plus two percent shield recharge rate uh even more interesting than that the well there's also the support seal that also has like um little perks attached to them and there's so yeah there's also rarity to each of them and that will determine your uh i guess power level it's kind of like light level in destiny mm, um, interesting uh, more interesting is the armor components because uh if you look at this you'll unlock more of these slots so by the time you get to rank 30 which i think is the highest level You'll have six of these uh, armor component slots, and I, as you are continuing to unlock these up to like legendary or whatever the highest level is, they will each have different perks attached to them as well. And so if you wanted to make like a really interesting build, like the Storm is not really a melee character, but say you wanted to make a melee Storm character, if you use like armor and shield uh, armor components for like several of these slots and then like melee damage and like maybe some elemental damage ones in here, uh, you could make a pretty powerful melee build from this. And then you could... Um, there's also 
consumables, which by the way are like straight out of Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, <laughs> like that cooperative multiplayer that I played way too much of uh, back on the 360 generation. But uh, you can craft these and there you can have up to three of these consumables and they're basically like single use uh, bonuses. And yeah, they you, so you basically can add like a ton more um, interesting aspects to your your uh, javelin. So let's say, is there? It seems like maybe there's a consumable that you pop it and then you do bonus damage to like a boss. You could get three of those and then just like be popping those during a boss encounter and have an easier time. So yeah, like before you left on the expedition, you would equip three of these and say you wanted to make it so that your lightning damage does more or your lightning powers do more damage or something like that. Um, You could just load up on those. Or if you wanted to make your, your guy more survivable, you could load up on like armor component pieces and consumables. And then what are the components of these? It requires something called ember. I don't know. They're, they're elements that you pick up in free play, basically, or elements that you will acquire by dismantling items. Planetary materials, you might say. Yeah, sort of like planetary materials from Destiny. And so, yeah, you can craft these, and I'm assuming they will also go up in rarity as well. That gets interesting because you will need them for the difficulties. So as you're, like, late game stuff, you'll be trying to complete all the, like, strongholds and everything and other activities on, like, Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. And the higher level thing you do, like, enemies do more damage, the masterwork drop chance is increased or... Zach, you're, it says enemies damage and health is increased by 3,100%. Yes. <laughs> so as you can imagine, these get very difficult. Uh, and I, I believe I sent you something where like one of the devs was like, I haven't even completed that yet. Like I can't do it yet. What's uh, the reward? Well, you get uh, legendary stuff. Like, you'll get rarity drops that are legendary, which I assume is the highest. Mm -hmm. And so what you eventually want to do is you want to have all of these items in your inventory be legendary. And you want the god roll. You want the one that has all the best perks down here. Mm -hmm. So you're just like in Destiny where everybody's looking for that god roll, everything. Like, there are so many different uh, component slots. Uh, Like, you'll have all of these slots that you want to fill up with legendary items, basically. But you said, so, but you can, if, like, you have that Devastator sniper rifle, so that means that going forward you can craft that sniper rifle, right? I can, uh, but I don't know what it takes to get the components to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like you probably will have to complete those higher tiers of difficulty in order to get the components to be able to craft that level of gear. But supposedly when you craft it, it gets a new random roll. Yes. So I did craft some stuff in the demo and you do get a, a random roll with it. Like some of them are were bugged in the the demo, so it was like mm-hmm. saying stuff that was not accurate. But um yeah, you'll get a random roll even when you craft something or when you find it in like a box of some sort, like a chest while you're playing. 
So wait, am I understanding that even your ability perks can have random rolls, like your ice yes. blast or whatever? Yeah, That's exactly. Crazy. Yeah, so it's it, not only does that give you like a very intense level of customization, yeah, but it also gives you a bunch of stuff to be like grinding for. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people uh, were upset that like armor wasn't interesting in destiny year two or destiny yeah. two for the destiny longest two time in general yeah destiny two in general uh that won't be the case here because there's going to be so much stuff that you can do for it and so many interesting things to try to unlock for it and also the customization is going to like blow destiny two out of the water just in terms of like right now in destiny two it's basically what exotic armor mm-hmm. can I equip and uh, what super am I going to use? Uh, but well, so in this th- game, you have a lot more that you could possibly do. A thing that I have had a problem with with Destiny in general, even Destiny 1, was I'll, I'll get a drop of a cool gun, but uh, its light level will not be super high. Is that an issue here where, like, you'll get a drop and it will not behoove you to use that weapon because your weapons are better? I mean, you will definitely get drops that are not as high level as what you already have equipped. But what you can do is as you use it, you'll eventually unlock the blueprint and you should be able to craft it at your current level. But do you need some sort of like uh, radiant light or some nonsense in order to boost it up to your correct level? I, well, I'm not sure yet. Like I said, it could be that if you want to craft a legendary version of the De- Devastator sniper rifle, that you will eventually need to complete Grandmaster 3 in order to get the components necessary to make a legendary version of that sniper rifle. Man, the abilities in this game seem great. I think my favorite is the Storm. Well, let's get into it, because I wanted to talk about that. The Storm is someone I don't really know. They, like, kind of teased it at E3, but they weren't really talking about Storm, because he's, like, the like the caster, basically, the mage. Right? Yeah, and I really like the play style, because it is basically you can hover for a lot longer than everyone else, uh, so your your little bar of how fast you overheat goes down super slowly while you're hovering and you might even get a little bit of extra overshield while you're hovering. So basically the play style is to hover and basically be this hovering uh, turret and just be like casting powers from a distance. Yeah, because in your gameplay footage, see, it seems like whenever you're the storm, like very rarely are you using your actual like weapons that you have equipped. You're mostly using your abilities. Yeah, so... like, I guess if you want to make the equivalent of, like, to Mass Effect, it would be the Adept, where you're yeah. basically using primarily your your casting all your abilities. And the thing I, I like is that you can basically do that and touch the ground very, very little if you <laughs> wanted to. Uh, and the other cool thing about the storm is that uh, his melee is a detonator. So, like, if I use this frost shard thing that I have, which you see on the bottom right, there's right. I have ten charges of. So I can throw a bunch of them, and they don't do a ton of damage by themselves, but they do freeze enemies. And when I dive down in melee, it does a combo on them, and that snap freezes everyone in the area. And so you can combo those. I don't have the ability or I didn't have the ability during the the demo that was the alternate one where you would then do call in like a lightning strike. 
uh, for your other power. I just had the flame burst one uh, where you just like, which is pretty good for like area of effect damage to deal damage to multiple enemies. But if you want to like set up and cause your own uh, combos, you can do that with the the like flame or not the flame, the uh, ice shards and whatever the lightning bolt one is that I didn't end up unlocking. That's something else I I know it's a selling point of this game, and I still you were trying to explain it to me. You were te- we were texting about it earlier, earlier this week. I still don't really understand how like partnering up with someone and doing combos together works, like elemental combos. So certain abilities are primers, and certain abilities are detonators, which is very similar to Mass Effect. I think it'll say on the actual ability card which one is which. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you can just test it. But I mean, the ice shard is one was one of my favorite abilities, one of my go to abilities with the storm, because you could freeze enemies to keep them from like shooting at you and your teammates. But you could it also like set them up for combos. And then like uh, even the ranger, like the ranger's melee is a, a primer. So it like puts a static or a, a electricity effect on somebody. And then if he shoots them, then with like his wrist mounted rocket, that's a detonator. So you can uh, do a lot of them yourself or you can just like prime them and have other people do the detonating of the combos. So is it a binary thing where you're just priming and then detonating or is it a stackable thing where you can do a like tiers upon tiers of priming and then do a big detonation? That's a good question. I don't actually know the answer to that. I think it probably is like once they've been detonated, you would need to prime them again. Right. But that's just a guess. I would assume that would be the case. That was how it was in Mass Effect. Moving on from classes, now we're looking at what I think is the Inceptor? Interceptor. Interceptor, yes. Interceptor, who is melee-focused, it looks like, and it seems insane. Yeah, so I initially didn't think I was going to like the Interceptor because it felt like, like for one, I, I'm not normally a huge fan of like close-range melee-style characters, but the Interceptor is so much fun because it's so fast and uh, so agile and the melee is actually super effective. And it, I told you it was kind of like the uh, Blade Dancer subclass from Destiny. Yeah. But it's also, I, it's probably even more akin to the dual blade uh, rogue from Dragon Age. And like the, the whole thing is like getting in really quickly and hacking and slashing and then dodging and getting out again. They nailed the animations where you're like whipping around and like twirling through the air. Like it yeah. looks very beautiful. It looks incredible, especially the interceptor, just because uh, the interceptor does flip around like crazy. Yeah. And yeah, that animation of like being still and then going into your your uh, flying, like that animation is pretty amazing and very very satisfying. So we've got the caster, we've got the melee. Uh, you said the first one you start out with is the ranger. Is that like the all-around class? Yeah, so the the ranger is the one everybody's probably seen the most of. That's the one that is uh, supposed to be like a good starter class because it, it has decent amounts of like shielding and armor 
and it has it's basically the soldier class from Mass Effect where you you throw out grenades and then you have something that's kind of like a rocket or like a concussive shot type of a thing. Yeah. The boring uh, class is what you're saying. I actually don't think it's that boring. It 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 <laughs> seems kind of boring just because it is the starter class, but it's actually really cool and like the ultimate is like that thing from Iron Man, right? Where he selects a bunch of targets and fires off a bunch of little mini rockets that does a bunch of damage to either one target or like takes out a bunch of smaller ones. Wait, how do ultimates work? So ultimates, they're kind of like in Destiny where you have to wait for them to charge up. And then on the bottom right, you can see there's like a little thing that says up on the D-pad, which I feel right. like I will probably switch to the same button press that it is in Destiny, the uh, LB and RB buttons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's basically the same. It basically works the same way. And it does like massive amounts of damage or it's like the, the blade dancer for the interceptor. And it's the... Um, it does a lot of damage, and most of the time, I think the storm is the only one that actually like primes for combos, though. But is there more than one? No, so there there is only one uh, for each javelin. I'm wondering if they're ever gonna add additional ones. I, I feel They've like they'll add more javelins before they add additional uh, ultimates to oh, each really? javelin. So you t- you mentioned the Colossus. We just saw the Colossus's ultimate. That seems like a crazy class. Yeah, so I thought I was going to like the Colossus more than I did. I think um, it doesn't quite feel as tanky as I thought it was going to is the only issue. Uh, And it's built mainly around like holding that additional shield you have up because it, it doesn't have a shield bar. It just has a health bar. And its shield is a oh, physical shield that you hold up. And it can break. You even like uh, when you're in the air flying, you're holding the shield in front of you, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. So you can fly around holding the shield out. And uh, it is it is pretty satisfying to just like fly around and then just like dive bomb somebody and just do this massive melee attack on them. But the the coolest thing about the Colossus is having the flamethrower that primes targets and then having this lightning coil for your other ability where you activate it and it just sort of automatically starts um, hitting enemies nearby, just like chaining out to them. And that will actually detonate the combo. But unfortunately, I did not unlock the flamethrower while I was playing, so I didn't get to try that out. It is crazy. So we talked about we talked a lot about Mass Effect and uh, Dragon Age. And my one interaction with an NPC in this game, it has me a little worried about the dialogue in this game. Because you see those graphics of like Fallout New Vegas, and it has like a dialogue option from Fallout New Vegas. And there's like a paragraph of the person talking, and then you can pick like three paragraphs to say to him. And then the next thing is like like Dragon Age, where you have like, uh, they tell you a paragraph, but then you basically have like up, down, left, right of like two or three word options and then you click it and then you do something. And with this one, I was talking to Jack McBrayer and he was like, what do you think I should do? And it was literally just press left trigger or right trigger. And then, I don't know, I felt like I did not have a lot of choice as far as the narrative goes. Yeah, I think it's it's less about... Um... Because that's what the appeal of this was like, interesting gameplay, but with that Bioware good storytelling. 
Yeah, and I I still hope that that's what it ends up being, but I think you're right. I think the the fact that they only have two options and they're not super maybe that's just specific. maybe that was that one instance. Did you talk to any other NPCs? Is it always a binary like two options trigger buttons, or is there like sometimes a third option? No, it, I all the conversations I had were just left trigger or right trigger, so there were only mm. two options. But none of the conversations I had were like meaningful story related missions. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't I like I don't know whether it's going to be one or the other and or if they're going to have additional dialogue options depending on the types of missions you're doing. But uh, my impression from what I've heard is that you're basically as far as the story goes, you're, there are a bunch of different like groups or factions and you're sort of aligning yourself with some of them and like one thing that you say to one of the groups will either like a, a different group will either like or dislike that depending on how you've reacted to them. Mm. So it is sort of more of like are you hot and cold towards – this person or that person or do you like the types of things they're saying or do you uh, not go along with them but speaking of being hot you never get to see your character's face well i mean i don't know what the cutscenes are like i mean it seems like whenever you're in fort tarsus you're in first person when you picked the like in the starting thing that i got to do it was just male or female voice right i'm no i'm okay with that to be honest if that does end (laughs) up being the case like I'm fine with it. Although I have heard that there is like a very basic character creator. Oh, really? Can you change the color of your javelin? Yes. So can you change the color of the cape of the? You can. Storm? You can change the material of it. Oh my god. Yeah. So you you can oh. you like where you go into the forge to like customize your loadout. You can also tap over to the appearance and. Like you have emotes and stuff in there, but you can go into the paint job and it's very like it's a fairly intense amount of stuff because you can change. They have all these different material types that you can choose from. Now, are you like finding in the world different shaders that you then have to spend money to apply? No, it's so it's all this. This is how you customize. This was not like stuff you had to find anywhere. This is just like how you customize them like. Yeah, you can change the the type of metal, whether it's aged or not, the type of cloth, um, cool. like whether the metal is rugged or aged or clean or whether it's like clean plastic or like cloth or whatever. And then if it's like a metal type, you can um, change basically the way it shines. Like um, these ones are, are sort of... Uh, there's not a whole lot of options to those, but there's a decent amount. Otherwise, the rest of them you can change a lot. There's a lot of colors <laughs> that you can yeah. choose from. Can you change the colors of the guns? Uh, not that I saw. I was kind of disappointed by that. I did want to, uh, maybe the higher level ones you can. I wanted to be able to like put a skin or something on my weapons. Maybe that's a thing that you'll be able to do with the like higher tier versions of the weapons but you know i'm looking at this storm and you know what games it reminds me of that it isn't destiny is warframe which i know you have played a little bit of yeah uh i think it's getting probably just as many uh references to like warframe as it is like the division and 
Destiny. Destiny. What do you think it's more similar to, Destiny or Warframe? I mean, it has a little bit of all of them, to be honest. Like, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of Destiny, there's a little bit of Warframe, there's a little bit of The Division, and there's a little bit of Monster Hunter World. And, <laughs> like, there's a little bit of Mass Effect, even. I mean, it's a little bit of a lot of things, but... Are you harvesting stuff from creatures in the world? I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I feel like you're you're going around and grabbing different items. I don't think like the similarities to Monster Hunter World are less in like whether you're taking items from uh like monsters that you've killed and whether uh instead it's more like you're at this social hub that you're sort of by yourself at. Uh, there is like a social space that you can go to and like you can sort of emote and see the different javelin that people have created or whatever and the loadout that they have. But for the most part, when you're actually doing story stuff, you're by yourself, which is exactly the way they did it in Monster Hunter World as well. And then, yeah, you're basically accepting contracts to go out and like uh, do different jobs or whatever. But there is a free roam mode, right? You can just drop into the world and not have objectives. Yeah. And while you're out there, there are like world events, which are, I, I'm assuming, kind of similar to like public events and destiny. Zach, this brings up an interesting question uh, that we've not seen yet in your footage. Is there a map? Uh, there is a map. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that I actually have any footage of it, but... Uh, I went to the the free roam maybe once or twice. the The issue I had with free roam is one of the things that worries me about this game is that when you go out into free roam, you can like fly around and do some stuff, and there might be some like world events going on, and you can like take out enemies and harvest resources and like find codex entries and like find new locations. But you're you're all you also will find and try to enter these places that are essentially like dungeons that you can go enter mm. and there are like little sort of side missions to do there. And in order to get into them, you have to get through a loading screen. And is there matchmaking for those or can you do them solo? I think you just can do that. I'm I'm not sure. So this is another thing that confuses me and slightly worries me about it, is that it seems like it wanted to pull whoever was in free roam with you as if they were your party along with you. And that was very confusing to me. Uh, I would imagine you can do them by yourself because you can queue into everything solo. It just yeah. sort of advises against it because obviously if I tried to join a stronghold by myself, I would struggle mightily. But um, What is a stronghold? This A stronghold is that swarm tyrant mission that I put video up of it feels very akin to like a strike or a nightfall in destiny okay so it's an instanced thing not in the the grander scheme of things not in the world correct zach is your mind made up about what class you're going to start as when you get the game i am pretty sure i'm going to end up picking the storm but i will say for someone who is was initially not really all that interested in the interceptor, I really kind of started to like the interceptor a lot 
based on like I only got to play two missions or I did the stronghold twice with that that javelin and like already I really started enjoying it. So I assume it it benefits you to stick to one class for a while, right? Like are you up are you gaining experience and spending them on unlocks specific to that javelin? Uh you are. So the like items that you get from chess and from completing things or from like killing bosses or whatever they are sort of specific to the javelin that you're using at the time but at some point you'll start uh getting to the point where you've got most of the unlocks for that class and so you'll start seeing unlocks for other classes at least that's how it was in the demo i don't know how that will play out in the full game but like I got, I had gotten to the point where I think I had gotten most of the unlocks for the storm and I started getting unlocks for the Colossus and the interceptor. And I was like, I, I can't even unlock those classes yet, <laughs> but it, that became useful later when, uh, they, or Bioware eventually unlocked the other two javelins so that we could use them. But, but it doesn't feel like different, like to use another destiny metaphor, it's not like your main is like a warlock and like when you swap javelins i guess what i'm asking is like if there's a hard like nightfall-esque mission can you do it with each dra- javelin to get like different rewards each time you should be able to so y- like you can you can always equip two weapons like whatever your best two weapons are you could just equip that with the new javelin you just unlocked and of course you can use like the armor components and uh any of that stuff that you've unlocked and you, you may be getting unlocks, like, um, different abilities while you get unlocks for your storm. Like, you're playing the storm. You may get some unlocks that uh, uh, are for the Interceptor or something like that. So that when you get your Interceptor, you'll have something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you can always equip, like, the weapons and the uh, the armor components on any class. Interesting. So, like... You're playing, let's say you're playing as your uh, Interceptor and like you're getting like high legendary drops because your power level, I assume, denotes what kind of drops you get, right? Yeah. And then you switch over to Colossus, which you haven't really played with a whole lot. You can equip those high level weapons and increase its power level. Right. Yeah. You the the only thing is you might just be a little bit behind in terms of like your javelin abilities. So like mm-hmm. you might have to struggle through a stronghold where you're like, please give me some drops that give me like better like RB and LB abilities so that <laughs> I can deal more damage with those or you know something like that. How did you find the enemies? Like good AI, good design. Uh. There was a bug that where there was like some occasionally disappearing enemies, but I think that was more happening in free roam that I didn't play a lot of. Uh, it wasn't happening a lot, at least to me, during the the stronghold. And the the I don't know if it was like a part of the server problems or like a bug or something, but occasionally you'd get some like brain dead enemies that would just kind of stand there and not do anything. Yeah. But you would also get some enemies that were like super strong and would just like come after you and so there it was kind of a mixed bag of like what is this guy doing and then like oh my gosh can this guy please stop targeting me right now um well speaking of enemies uh with the bot there was one boss in the beta correct the swarm yeah 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 
How was that as a boss encounter? Was it just a bullet sponge or were there mechanics to it? Like, did, was there any kind of coordination needed? Uh, I mean, it was basically your standard issue bullet sponge, which is pretty par for the course for this type of a game. Like, yeah. every single one of these games has bullet sponge bosses. Well, I mean, Destiny has started mixing it up a little bit. True. Yeah, they, I mean... They're getting better at designing their their strikes so that you like the encounters with those bosses are a little bit more interesting. I would say this felt like a little bit more like one of the earlier Destiny strikes, not mm. in that it was like a guy who just like stood in one part of the map and just like stood there and waited for you to do enough damage to kill him because he does mm. move around and he'll jump at you and he'll go away for a little while and it'll be like phase two or whatever and a bunch of right. like little ads will come out and you'll have to deal with them before the the enemy pops up. So he's not like a boring boss, I would say, but he also doesn't have any particularly interesting mechanics, although you can... Right. He does have these sort of like glowing sacks on his sides and his like tail part that you can shoot off and that'll do damage and it'll like knock him down for a little while so you can hit him a bunch. But other than that, he's a pretty standard issue uh, bullet sponge style boss. My hope is that they some of the other bosses they have are a little bit uh, more interesting and just the mechanics of it. But overall, like... I don't know how many times I ran that stronghold and I didn't really get that bored of it. So that's a pretty good sign. It could also just be that the game is new and it was, I was very interested in checking out all the different uh, javelins. But how did you find the ammo economy to be? Uh, it's pretty good. So like the health and ammo drop fairly regularly and it kind of needs to, especially if you're like a Colossus who doesn't have shields. So you're you're going to need to run around and pick up right. those little health packs. But even the Interceptor, that's a melee character, will need to be picking them up because they're going to be in close quarters. And so the good thing about it is if you're, if you're meleeing these guys, if you're in melee range, the health packs and ammo will just drop right next to you. So if your health is low, just meleeing the the person closest to you could just like save your life or whatever, or like give you back your health that you needed. You talked about, so we talked about the combos a whole lot, but is there any other way to buff or like help the people that you're playing with? Like, can you heal them or drop down like increased damage buffs or anything like that? There is. So the ranger has something called a bulwark point, which is basically a little bubble shield. It doesn't it doesn't survive like a sniper shot, but it's also like a super low level version of it. I'm assuming mm -hmm. as you get a higher level version of it, it will be able to survive more. Mm -hmm. um, but he also has one, and I, I want to say the storm has one as well that like buffs it's either weapon damage or it's um ability recharge rate and so you just like put those down and it's a little field that you can stand in and your abilities will recharge faster or your weapons will do more damage or something like that mm. so there there is some buffing there's not i don't think there's healing so you don't have that but you do have is there any shield. sort of like zenyatta well of radiance or whatever where you uh you're just like immortal wherever you stand no unfortunately although uh, like basically the shield is all you have so like if you're 
team is getting wrecked, you want uh, rangers dropping those bubble shields. And right. the storm also has one that's called a wind wall that's basically just a shield wall. So I saw you drop one of those, yeah, yeah. in the footage. So you have those. And I'm wondering, honestly, because I have the feeling that in the months following the release of Anthem, that they will be releasing tons of new javelins to play as. Really? Uh, you think so? It may not be tons. It may just be like one or two every now and then. But like, I go back to Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which I played a ton of. It was probably the game I spent the most time playing last generation. And like they supported that game like crazy for a year, which was the plan was to support it for a year. Um, this game, obviously, their plan is to support it a lot longer than that. But right. they were dropping content for that regularly like crazy. Like they every couple of months there was like, here's three new characters. Tr- go try to find an interesting build with them. Uh, here's like five new interesting weapons that are like really cool and more powerful than the stuff you used to use. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's like some new maps, here's some new enemies to fight. There was like all kinds of stuff that they were dropping. So I'm curious if they do drop, like add a healer type of a javelin at some point. Interesting. Do you think it'll be paid or free? Or is there any kind of season pass with this? I think they've said that all DLC will be free. Really? Um, I think that they said the only stuff you'll pay for is like cosmetic stuff. Yeah. Oh, is there uh, some sort of Eververse in in Fort Tarsus? Yeah, you couldn't access it during the demo, but there is uh, essentially... Uh, an Eververse in the game that you'll be able to buy some cosmetics if you want to. It's a beautiful game. Did you go underwater at all? Uh, So that was actually one of the pain points of the Stronghold mission. There's like two parts where you go underwater and it was so dark underwater that nobody knew where to go. So like the first, does your javelin have lights on it or anything? It does, and it turns them on, but they're like not bright enough, and they don't go far <laughs> enough out. So like, it was very easy to get lost until you until you figure out like the route to take. And you can see like if you go watch the the gameplay I I put up, like I figured out where to go, so I kind of had an idea of which direction to go every time. So I made it mm-hmm. look way easier than it was the first time I played it. Like the first time I played it, I went the completely wrong direction and like it it was awful. So I I think they need to, um, I don't know, make it brighter, make the light brighter. So it's easier to know where to go. Speaking of having trouble navigating, you said you had trouble with this too. I spent like literally five minutes trying to figure out how to launch a mission uh, because you have to go into it and then like you select a bunch of different things like you select like a I guess a difficulty level and then you have to select where you want to go on the map but then you have to back out of that menu and then then you launch the mission which I did not figure out for a good amount of time did you have similar- yeah I I had the same problem initially where I like sat there for like five minutes just like you where I was like okay I'm trying to launch this this is what I yeah. want to do and I, so I was just mashing <laughs> a I was like why is this not going like that's the thing i'm clicked on it why is it not doing anything uh and yeah it took me a while to figure out that you're basically on that map you're just like um 
selecting the activity you want to do, but you have to back out of it to actually launch it, which was seemed weird and not Confusing. not a great design to me. I, yeah. I think the overwhelming sentiment is that the like the first major patch they need to do is overhauling the uh, the UI and like the menu design because like the yeah. the angles of it are cool to look at, but it's just not super intuitive for like navigating yeah it's like it also feels like it's not economical with the screen space it almost reminds me of like the original xbox 360 like cards oh yeah those blades yeah the blades (laughs) yeah that was awful uh and the thing is they could totally overhaul that like we've seen bungie do that with destiny all the time so not all the time but you know they they've overhauled the menus a little bit so did you play this with mouse and keyboard or with it? It seems like you played it with a controller. Uh, I played it with controller specifically because I've heard um, from the devs themselves even. This isn't just like something people have complained about, but like flight controls are not great with a mouse. Mm. You are going to have to like tweak your sensitivity some. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not, it's not like Destiny where it's a first person shooter that requires like precision aiming and like there there are weak hit points that you'll want to hit but it's not like every enemy you're going to be like okay i need to hit this headshot but also it's not pvp and that that's probably the biggest thing is that there's no pvp so you're not going to be looking for that edge so i feel like it's fine if you just want to use controller on pc for this game they've said like there's never going to be any pvp there, yeah, they said there's no PvP at least at launch. I don't. I mean, I guess you can't rule out that they might add it at some point down the line, but I don't want them to. I feel like they would. <laughs> they would break so much because how do you balance these four javelins? Yeah, that's a good point. Like uh, Bungie's have has enough problems trying to balance uh, Destiny 2's PvP. Um, yeah, I just I like. It was kind of the same thing with Mass Effect 3 multiplayer where you would have people in the forums, uh, the Bioware forums, saying, like, when are we going to get PvP? When When is this going to be a PvP mode? And everybody was like, no. Like, that would be <laughs> awful. Can you imagine having to try to balance that? Like, there's no way that you could make... Uh, all these different class abilities and the powers and the weapons like it's so much to have to try to balance and it w- I feel like it would be awful if they tried it so I am actually glad that there's not PvP uh, and I would much rather they focus on adding more interesting stuff to do and well so that's another question how do you, how varied and different do you think the missions are going to be from each other like is it the Destiny style where you run, you hack a console, you kill a bunch of things, you run, you kill a boss? Or do you think there's going to be more interesting things to do in this world? It's hard to say because I feel like the stronghold that they gave us is basically very, very similar to a Destiny mission that is kind of like that where it's like, go, uh, the, here's the defense section where you have to hold your ground for a little while and then here's the boss but they also kind of use the flight mechanics earlier on in the mission where you have to go find those orbs and mm-hmm. return them to like a certain point or whatever. And so it, it makes pretty decent use of like the verticality that's yeah, available. That's 
It does look very fun to fly. It never gets old, I will say. It's a game that probably feels significantly better to play than it feels to watch, just because mm-hmm. there's not a great way to, like, I don't know, give whoever's watching the feeling of, like, flying around. But anyway. Zach, rate this beta experience. Oh, gosh. Well, so... I, I mean, you would have to give it a fairly low score just because there were so many people that couldn't actually play it. Well, but yours personally, though. You seem okay. like very hot on this now. I am very high on the game itself. Um, and it should also be noted that they said a lot of the, the bugs that they were dealing with were already fixed for the, the main game or are fixed in the main game. And so this demo and next weekend's demo will sort of have to struggle through the fact that it's dealing with some problems that were not fixed yet and can't really be fixed or are like not worth fixing just for this one little demo that's sort of you know it's like why are they going to spend that much dev time to like Mm -hmm. fix bugs that they've already fixed in the main game especially since this is not what they're moving forward with they already have what's going to actually be available at retail. So it's sort of a weird position to be in, I guess. But at the same time, they have to make it look good because people are trying to decide whether they want to buy this game based on what they're playing here. Yeah. I mean, the real test is going to be next week because it's open, so that's going to be much more of a stress test for their servers. Yeah, that's what I kind of want people to take away from this. Like, if you canceled your pre-order because of how last weekend went, like, that makes sense. That's fine. Like, wait and see. You you should probably wait and see. Uh, But, like, play next weekend, or, or at least try, and then, like... They're the way Bioware, whether they fixed it or not, and how playable it is next weekend, I feel like might be pretty telling as to what to expect mm. on launch day. Yeah. Although, there again, they said a lot of these issues they've resolved for the main game. So it could still possibly be that there's weird bugs and stuff that just like carried over from last weekend that were just unfixed and it's just like well you know whatever it's the demo like who Mm -hmm. cares it's this isn't in the main game just trust us that it's fine and that's sort of a hard message to get across but (laughs) yeah i think it's in a weird spot but as far as my experience and what i actually got to play i had a ton of fun with it so i'm very very excited about the full game uh my voice is dying because i am sick but I'm also sick. It's a sick cast. It's a sick week. cast, and we're struggling to get through it, but we're going to make it. It's weird, speaking of uh, health, it's weird that health orbs are red in this game and not green. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Are they u- I feel like, Are they usually green? I mean, in God of War, they're green, and red is your rage. I feel like most every uh, health pickup is usually green, wouldn't you say? Uh, red is more associated with like damage. I guess that's true. I didn't think about it, but fair point. And that's why I give this an F. That's why you give it an F. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It looks really cool. Like watching this footage has made me, I was not like super hot on the game, but I would say that I am marginally more hot on it after. And you you told me that they're very interested in uh, making things cross-platform. Oh yeah, that's an important thing to mention as well. So two things actually. 
they the the devs are behind like cross-platform play they they want that to be a thing that's uh possible so it's it could be in the future it depends i feel like that depends more on sony whether or they they allow that but i guess like isn't fortnite cross-play between pc and xbox and everything Yes, Fortnite and Rocket League are the only two things I believe. Yeah, so it's it's possible that this game could be as well, but I don't know. Like, I feel like Sony's sort of holding things up in that area a little bit, at least as yeah. far as like the PlayStation side goes. But it's it's definitely possible. Like, it could be in the future. Uh, and the other th- interesting thing that I think is very cool is that you're not if you like start playing the game and then dip out for a few months and then there's like new content that you want to play you don't have to feel like you've lost ground with your friends who kept playing because you guys can all play the content together and each be on different difficulty settings that's interesting like so like i don't understand how that sliding scale works with like boss damage well i mean so, like, if I'm low level, I'm not going to be doing huge amounts of damage, even though technically the boss is at a lower level for me. Like, it should scale relatively well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I would like to see it in action. But I I, I really like that idea where it, like, is client-side scaling so that no matter where you are level, like, power level-wise, you and your friend can play if, like, you have not played for a while. That's the problem with Destiny, yeah. where, like... When we like one of us will stop playing prematurely and then when a new thing comes out, I will be like super low light level or you will be super low light level because one of us just like didn't play or somebody played for like two weeks longer than the previous person. So like they are like 10 levels higher. Yeah. And even like we eventually convinced one of our friends to get Destiny and we basically had to either suffer through playing low level content that wasn't giving us <laughs> meaningful drops in order to help yeah. them get to where we were or they had to or we just had to like wait on them and not play with them until they were able to reach about where we were at like that won't be an issue with this game because everybody Yeah, this can... seems like a really elegant solution to that. Yeah, I really so I was really excited when I heard that that was what they were trying to do with this game. Final thoughts, Zach? Final thoughts. Um, I understand being wary because of all the server issues. Um, It wasn't a server capacity issue. It was some other bug that they had to resolve. But I had so much fun playing, which is why I feel like I need to, like, say, don't give up on it just yet. But (laughs) if if you want to wait and see, that makes sense. I get it. But give it a shot during the free weekend. And if you get a chance to play it, maybe you'll be converted the way I have. Cool. Well, keep a lookout for more Anthem-themed videos because you're definitely getting it. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll have a ton more to say probably when it launches, especially if it's a crazy launch. And I will get to play it on the 15th as well. Oh, yeah, because you're an Elite Squad. I'm in Elite Squad. And so, yeah, I'll be playing it. I, I will try to maybe make some more videos about it and maybe, like character builds that I like or something like that and yeah so follow on Twitter I did I was tweeting about the demo over the weekend as well so if you were following me you got to live through that whole mess with me 
Um, <laughs> yeah, follow Starside Cafe on Twitter and send us an email at starsidecafe at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of... Instagram also. Oh, yeah, and on Instagram. Just look look us up. We're on there. And we have a website at starsidecafe.com. And, uh, yeah, let us know what your favorite javelin is or what you're looking forward to or what you didn't like. Hashtag fave jav. I think that's going to start trending now, so... <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.